the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Morning, everybody. 9 a.m. It's a Saturday morning. Good old 710 KNUS, the voice of the people. Saturday morning, January 21, 2023. All's well in the world. Saturday weather is going to be cloudy and 30, 10 degrees tonight. And we got snow by evening, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And skiing's great. It's good to have everybody here. 303-696-1971, because two shows came together, and I was placing this first hour of open lines together. I thought, why not? Just do a radio hour. And coming up on the show, uh, the Minnows are going to be here. And as you have been a listener of Denver Front Range Radio, the Minnows are the best radio show that's, uh, I think, that's kicked around a long, long time. Wild Birds Unlimited. We all sang the song, right? And um, they're, uh, they're done. They're off. Kaput. And I love them both dearly. And so we invited them to uh, come on the show. And they're coming into studio, which even makes it better. So the Minnows are here. And then in the final hour, um, this book, and I've not read the book, so you've got to be fair with the guy and read his book, so we'll end up doing more than one segment with him. But it's entitled Don't Bump the Record, uh, Adventures with Mark and Brian. And if you know much about radio and what goes on, this team was amazing. They were syndicated back in the 90s, and I think they ended up with a Hollywood Walk of Fame star and all kinds of different stuff. The guy's really a good, great disc jockey, good radio guy. And so he is going to be here uh, from California, uh, I think that's. I think he lives in L.A. The book is "Don't Bump the Record, Kid: My Adventures with Mark and Brian." I don't have the book, so what we've done is we'll have him on to talk about radio this morning, and he has great stories. And then we'll do probably the shoot with him, possibly next week or the week after, February first. We're going to do the shoot with him, so we'll have his book. Uh, the website is up. Our web website seven ten K. You have to click on shows. Click on moi. And uh, there's, we have a new video up. Um, we did uh, a show with uh, Sh- Sheriff Reams. It was great. And then Wednesday, we did it at three, 3 o'clock in the afternoon because of time scheduling. A guy named Thomas Maines who did a book entitled CIA Spies and, it, and, and Mafia Spies. And it, um, it works. Every single thing I believe about the CIA, organized crime, and the murder of John Kennedy and everything that goes with it. So this guy's really terrific. And then I wrote a column entitled I'm a Friend of Bill's about uh, being alcoholic and what happened to the Aurora police officer. So that's up to under columns, and it just clicks on the chronicle, and you have that. So there's where we are, 303-696-1971. So keeping with the radio theme, I thought, what the hey, you know, the parachute opens. Let's see what happens. What do you think of Denver Front Range Radio? And, you know, do you have radio habits? And do you have listening habits? And think about what they were when you were a much younger guy. And I was talking to Jimmy, you know, before he stepped out. And we were talking about, um, you know, what I what I grew up on, what he grew up on. And I can tell you this, I grew up on a far different kind of radio and top 40 radio. And I grew up listening, actually, to the end of classic radio. I'm an old enough guy that I remember, you know, the, the serials that were on. And I remember after school radio and those kinds of things. I was actually... 
I wrote about it once, uh, Don McNeil's Breakfast Club. We marched around the breakfast table, my grandma and my mom and my sister and I. So radio is now what radio is. And so what do you think of it? The bird guys are coming on. Mark Thompson's coming on. Let's go to work. We go to Don on line one. Thanks, brother man, and good morning. We got him. Doom, 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 boom. Blake, we got him. We got we got the listener. <laughs> we have the caller. First start is make sure radio works before you try and do it. Anyhow, but those of us who kind of you know grew up on this stuff and know it, there we got him now. Okay, try it again. We'll work this thing out. Now I got it on. So I do it on this side. Try that. Are you there, my boy? Good morning. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, uh, I wasn't planning to go on the air, but I decided you know what? If we're going to talk about radio, let's do it. Um, Mark and Brian, you mentioned them. Yes, they were syndicated, but they were also uh, an iconic morning personality in well, what on happened? KLOS. Yeah, what happened? I read what's available on the Internet. Um, they got blown out, and so they syndicated, and they were they were greater in syndication than they were at K, K, it was KLOS, right, in, in L.A.? Yeah. They, were still on, they were still on KLOS oh, were they? Okay. When, while they were— Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. I'm, forgive me, but I'm hearing myself. Okay, well, you got a blowback in the phone then, but yeah. Anyhow, yeah, I mean they were really they were what we call in the business monsters, and from my understanding, it was Stern. Howard Stern took them out of number one. Yes, they did. Uh, he, he was pop. He was popular in Los Angeles for a oh, while. Yeah, and then along comes, of course, the man Rush Limbaugh. Well, I mean, Rush Limbaugh came before Howard Stern, really. Uh, turned up the heat no i don't think so i think when stern was in dc and yeah. I, that's what he really made his bones there prior to and please don't hold me to this i could be wrong but i thought it was when um, when stern hit dc changed everything and then and then well, guys, went to, and guys like don imus well he went to wnbc and he uh, did the yeah, afternoons yeah, on yeah. wnbc yeah that's right you do he know. was fired there in he got on uh, WXRK yep. K-Rock, which yep. is now Very uh, good. 1010 wins on FM. Oh, man, you know your stuff. Very good. That's true. And um, Yeah, when, and, it's had new, and, it's where, and it's his time in New York where yep. uh, Infinity Broadcasting uh, right. syndicated his show. And, That's uh, right. Very good. The rest, yeah. they say, is history. Well, and I, I got to know uh, Imus. Um, I was kind of like his, if you call it, reporter on the on the. Um, on what happened to John Benet Ramsey. And so we ended up in sort of the shirt tail relationship where he'd call me and I would go on a show and then we would talk just, you know, radio talk. And actually I, he was really, I mean, I think a really good guy. I liked him a lot. Now I'd never hand shook him or anything like that, but I liked Imus a lot. He really understood radio. And, you know, so I know, yeah. Well, and then, of course, he made his screw-ups, but uh, you can thank uh, WABC for giving him his twilight years before he passed on. He was, he, you know, like I said, we in this business, the, the people that you hold in respect. Um, all, you know, and all speaking, of of WAB, yeah. speaking of WABC, uh, their new owner, John Cashmith, yeah. I might be getting his name wrong, he's really making WABC great again. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. With more uh, local personalities sure. doing a local sh local show overnight. Sure. I mean, uh, yeah. Listen, AM radios uh, on the rebound in uh, I, I New want, York again. Well, and I think it could again as well. Uh, but what's happened to it is, you know, the the people who've gotten their hands on it, and I say that. And then, you know, the the, the rules changed, the laws changed, the uh, regulations changed. 
and yeah. in all cases, but there's a return, and I'm just a reader, there's a return to the roots that when I came into the business, where it was, you know, I, I've written about this. When I got into the business, um, I saw the owner every day. Every day, the owner was there. When I got the first hit show with the late Bob Lee at KLEK, uh, the owner had a radio station in Hawaii, so we would see him in the summer. He would come, uh, a guy by name Art McCoy, who was a great guy. And then I worked for John Mullins and Corky, Cart, Corky, Cart, excuse me, Corky Cartwright, and I would see them every day. But eventually, as we moved up the ladder, you saw less and less owners. And um, when I got to Clear Channel, we... We, we we rarely, if ever, saw, but we worked for Lee Larson, who was just this really amazing man. So, but it's changed. The syndication has changed everything. But I think you're right. Well, and the I, problem is, is that in America, I think there was all this live and localism push, and you didn't mm-hmm. see that much in smaller countries. Well, but it, remember, know, I mean, remember the international this, stuff. Remember this. The United States of America is one of the few places in the world where the government doesn't own the radio stations. And, True. And that's really but, and so significant. And if you read about revolutions in the third world, generally, especially the, you know, the, in the third world protracted guerrilla wars of the 50s and 60s, what was the first thing they would seize? The radio station. Of course. Yeah. And I agree. I'm not disagreeing with mm-hmm. you. There is – you've got public media that's a little more uh, – Hands on more into it. Your your phone's breaking, Donnie. Your phone's breaking. Um, but the point oh, of it. But you have more with. P- say that again. But you have private. You have private ownerships in other countries now. Well, it just started off with government. I, there's a there's a book I urge people to read. It's entitled. There's two of them. When pirates ruled the waves is one of them, and it's about oh, yeah. when they when the British when they broke from the BBC and they went to those offshore. And they were the old radar sites, and they got the ship. The ship was called the, the Caroline, and and they broadcast. And then Radio Luxembourg, uh, and they changed everything. But I, I worked for guys that worked. And for, then capital, and then and then you had a legit station in the oh, UK yeah. that was private called Capital Radio. That's right, but only after the other guys broke it down. The um, correct the, the, the pirates and and then Border Radio. Uh, my mentor Bob Lee, New Wolfman Jack. And they, you know, they talked about border radio that was, you know, they weren't pirates, but they were border radio. And that's a whole other self, you know, how their story in itself was how they ran those operations. No, it's great. It's great stuff. And for the life of me, I, I sure hope some of this can gain traction again. What do you do for a living that you know this stuff? I'm, I'm, you're really good. I was, well, we, 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 we've talked before, as you well know, we've, we've said, uh, I trained in radio. I went to a school for it. Just uh, didn't get the breaks trying to get a mm-hmm. podcast uh, going myself, trying to uh, talk political and uh, cultural issues. I want to get that started. And uh, silent partner, but I am uh, looking for a job right now to mm-hmm. see what I can do. But oh, you know your stuff. But I yeah. Well, a... like I said, we've talked. We've talked many. Okay. We talked many times Good. before. I've I've seen you. Good. Well, this is, I mean, and I feel sorry for the and then sorry about the wild birds guys, but yeah. I wish them well. They're coming in. I mean, I I'm jazzed about it because they're they be they've been just great friends. And I was a listener when I wasn't even working at the same job they were because I just thought they were. I didn't so, listen to the station, but I but, but I wish them well. They're so unique. Yeah, they're going to be here in, in like well, yep. they'll be here at ten, and then and then yep. and then then we're going to do Mark. So hey, brother man. Break a leg. Go get them. Thanks. Talk, uh, to you, talk to you next month. Done. Thanks, man. 303-696-1971. One line's open. 
Our friend David Ellis. David's my guy. I saw him this week. You heard me talk many times about David, and David is a jeweler to get fortunes in cash and secure appraisals for from David for all the valuables you have tucked away in your home. It's true. I'll share the, the reasons to see David just in case you don't have a Rolex watch, a rare coin collection, or, again, silver tea set. The David Ellis, for all your meaningful gift-giving occasions, David's Jewelers, and everybody's in there. Just the right items, just the right price for the special people that mean the most. You got an antique watch, you have an emerald pendant, you have a gold necklace, you have a diamond ring. See David. David buys precious metals, antiques. Visit David Ellis to see for yourself. Look for the the black awning on the corner, 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek, six days a week. Explore DavidEllisJewelry.com. Call my friend David Ellis, 303-322-8779, 303-322-8779, and tell him Peter Boyle sent you. One line's open. We go to Don. Don, you're on the radio show. Good morning. Hear me talking. Don. Then uh, you're up. Not talking to yourself. My boy. Hello. You're on the air. Good morning, Pete. Morning, sir. Hey, um, Dustin told me after I talked to George about the officer that had the alcohol issue that you called in, and you were a little bit heated up about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to hear that, but I'm glad to hear that you defended I have a new column out um, entitled A Friend of Bill's. If you're alcoholic, I wrote about Bill Wilson. And um, it's a word, it's a way that we can, can, sometimes you're with somebody and go, hey, by the way, do you know Bill? Are you a friend of Bill's? Because you you get that sense that the guy's in recovery and the guy will say, yeah, I'm a friend of Bill's. And then we know each other. And Bill W. kept, you know, we used a last initial, not a last name, just simply for what happened to that officer where they were willing to out him for the disease of alcoholism? It was a wrong thing for them to do. Totally agree. Yeah. So to- to- totally agree, yeah. man. That's just, oh, I, thank you. It's a disease. It's like anything sure. else. You get sick. Yep. What the marking is say, you can't say anything more. Yeah. So. Well, maybe somebody learned something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you ever read the puppet master? Yes. What do you think of that work? I, you know, I love stuff like that. Um, I am, well, I'm, I'm coming up. We did um, on, on on the shoot, uh, Mafia Spies. And um, I, I, I believe all of that. I believe it's true. I believe they did it. Is is there one or two or three or four or a dozen people? And that's, you know, pulling the strings. We certainly have had some pretty powerful characters in this country, haven't we? Well, I think it's because of the test of time. Jay Edgar hmm. was read that. Like well, the worst. Well, I no. read G Man. Do you read, read G Man? G Man, and not not yeah, and now I'm reading Puppet Master. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, you know, it's like I'll read Talbot and mm-hmm. I'll read other people's mm-hmm. work. I really like um, what Belser did with his stuff on Hitman. You know, everybody brings a little something. Sure. To get a little bit Let me back you up. What, did, what, what they do. Let me back you up. What did you think of G-Man? Oh, that was great. Me too. I, me too. I loved it. And that's yeah. why I read Puppet Master. Okay. And I'm hearing some more things now, that are like, holy crap. Now, there's two books I would urge you. One's called The Man Who Kept the Secrets, and the other was The Man Who Knew the Secrets. And one's about <laughs> one's about, one, one's about Peter Lawford, and one's about J. Edgar Hoover. And Hoover, Hoover kept the secrets, and Peter Lawford knew them, or maybe it's the other way around. But yeah, I'm sure. I mean, um, oh. we've booked 
uh, that book I mentioned called uh, Frank and Frank and Marilyn or Marilyn. I think it's Frank and Marilyn about um, Frank Sinatra and Marilyn Monroe. And this guy that we did the shoot with on uh, on Wednesday afternoon, and I had never read about Sinatra being turned away at Marilyn Marilyn Monroe's funeral. He came to the funeral, and Joe D wouldn't let him in, and this guy knew it. He said, "Yeah, I know that story." And I went, "Wow!" So, what does one of the it? things that is touched on that I didn't realize, and I just read Donovan a while back hmm? about Wild Bill. I know the book. Um, I know you do. I, that's why I read it. <laughs> Any rate. Um, I guess Hoover had a real taste of the ass about that guy. Well, yeah. Well, he was everything Hoover wanted. He he was Bill Donovan was everything J. Edgar Hoover wanted to be. And Hoover he, and never he, served. No, Hoover never did a no, damn no, thing. No, he was he sat he, around and collected garbage on well, people. That's what he did. He Hoover Bill Donovan was everything Hoover wanted to be, and yet Hoover, you know, he built that institution. There's parts of there's moments where you you can like Hoover, and there's moments that you have to turn away. Um, he's like everybody. Tell me one thing you like about him. Oh, I I think you know he makes his bones in the Palmer raids. And after the Palmer raids take place, and I think the Palmer raids were out of line, and um, when he works his way up, but when he's ahead of the game on World War II, you know he sees it coming, and um, he has a he has an ability to ingratiate himself with almost every president, with the exception of Jack Kennedy. Um, and he does some good work. Um, or his his guys do the work, and he took the credit. Maybe that's a better way to say it. But if you read about... Great way. Yeah, yeah, if you read, you know, when Hoover takes on, you know, crime. And, and he went on a radio. He had a, he had a radio show. I mean, he was like... Um, well, look who his look who his main mouthpiece was in the beginning. Roy Cohn. Oh, his main who, mouthpiece. Who, who, he, who he fed all the information to, just like they do now. Mm. Who, who, oh, he was. They, well, he was with Winchell. He sent put stuff to Winchell. Right. Well, they, right. they, they Winchell they, got the preferential yeah. treatment. He leaked the garbage. Did, sure. Anything Hoover wanted out there, well, they, he they, went to Winchell. And yeah, there they, it was. they had the tables at the Stork Club and. Um, and no different. And, than yeah, today, no, no, absolutely. Ab- 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 you. That's the home run. You tell me what's different because I say it isn't Nothing. different at all. It's just bigger. And I read that Winchell book when I was, you know, the couple months I was off, I read the Winchell book. And you talk about a real bad character. It's Winchell. But he also was tied in, as you point out, to Nixon. He was tied into Hoover. He was tied into the Dulles' new email. tied into Meyer Lansky and the they rest knew, of sure them. Sure they did. Sure they did. Exactly they, they did. sat down and ate together. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he ever... Until he couldn't do it. I don't think... couldn't do it anymore. I don't think Hoover... Yeah. I don't think Hoover would be seen having meals, but one of the one of the illusions or one of the things that is said is that uh, the mob would fix horses at the at the racetrack for, for Hoover and Clyde Tolson. And he would send... He never lost. He, no, he would send a guy to the window with a $2 bet, you know, because he's at the track, but he had another guy going to the window... With the, the 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 race they knew was they called it a jockey's race that was the fixed race, and he bet heavy on that, and that's the way the mob paid Hoover not to chase organized crime. Remember, he said there was no such thing as organized crime until well, it was. Some people say Appalachian, and some people say Appalachia, yeah. and then that was it. And then Joe Valachi, and that was really it after that. You got another good didn't call. Meyer Shine, didn't Meyer Shine open up a racetrack? You know, David Shine, one of his D. David, D. D. No, D. David Shine's family 
I think had tracks and hotels, but I right. don't I don't know right, if, right, if, right. if David was, he was a, yeah they, he was he was just a pretty boy that's all he was just you know and 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 Roy was in love with him but nah why don't you come in and guest once in a while for uh, George since he's gone nah I got to get up come on I love you thank good two calls in a row <laughs> thanks man um, we'll take a pause turn around I one of the things I did this week. I went and got my teeth cleaned and Twin Aspen Dental Centers and, and saw Shiloh again, Shiloh when I was young. So whether you need a routine cleaning, same-day crown, or a one-day dental makeover, doctor, I saw Dr. Richter. He's getting some ski days in, Dr. Snyder. My family and I have gotten quality care at Twin Aspen Dental Center for years. The most up-to-date technology, less evasive treatments than all those traditional dental procedures if you got the if you got the spook and you go no man I don't like the dentist you'll like Doctor Richter you'll like Doctor Snyder, don't let old school fears keep him from a beautiful smile and a healthy mouth. Realize how comfortable it is with sedation dentistry. They are just the kindest, best people. You need a deep cleaning, quick and pain free. It's been a while since you've seen the dentist. Don't wait. Take the first step towards getting a great smile and getting better better teeth and a better smile. Twin Aspen Dental Center for real. Stroh Road in front of the Lehman Academy, Parker, Colorado, on Parker Road. Visit TwinAspenDentalCenter.com, TwinAspenDentalCenter.com. These are good folks, 303-841-7466, 303-841-7466, TwinAspenDentalCenter.com. We'll pull the pin, turn about, calls are coming back. It's a radio morning. Uh, it's going to be 30 today, 10 tonight, 32 tomorrow, maybe some snow. Coming up in studio, the minnows. As you know, the, the bird show is over. And then, this ought to be really, really good. The book is entitled, and I don't have the book, Don't Bump the Record Kid, My Adventures with Mark and Brian and Mark Thompson, legendary disc jockey. And then we'll get his book, and we'll do it on our television side as well. 30 the high, 303-696-1971. Your call's right after this. Here we go, everybody. 26 minutes after the hour of 9, 926, 710, KNUS, Denver's talk station on a Saturday, January 21, 2023, a radio morning. Going to be cloudy today and 30, and then tomorrow, 10 degrees tonight, snow by evening, 32 Sunday. Monday, back to work Monday, it's going to be snow in the mountains again. Good stuff. It's a radio morning, and, um, and so far, calls have been wonderful, smart people. Coming up, uh, the birds are going to be here, and the minnows whose show is now over, and I think they deserve a cer- certainly a goodbye. And then Mark Thompson, legendary, legendary disc jockey. We go back to the phones. We go to Jim in Littleton. You're on a radio show. Good morning, man. Thanks. Good morning, Peter. Morning, man. Um, you know, t- talking about AM radio, actually, I, you hit the nail on the head. I used to listen to it a lot. Um, I traveled quite a bit in various cities I'd go into. I'd listen to the radio. You know, podcasts have taken over that. It really is. You know, you find somebody you like, you listen to their podcast now, uh, or XM radio, because they've now got so many, you know, areas of interest. If you go to XM radio, you can listen to cars, sports. Everything has religion, changed. Whatever. Yes, everything has changed. Yeah, you know, so... I'll go to XM Radio, I'll listen to somebody there, and I go, whoa, I like this guy. Hit him mm-hmm. on the podcast. Sure. So, you know, I used to, you know, AM Radio used to be only what I listened to when I talk radio and stuff like that, you know, and guys, certain guys you just hooked up with and stuff like that. And I, I used to listen to your show every morning <clears throat> because, you know, your show was always a surprise. Mm-hmm. You never fit into one peg. And, um, you know, with uh, 
you know, with XM radio and the podcast, you get that, what you, you get what you want now, what you enjoy listening to. So I really think, you know, X, AM radio is on the, the downside. Well, it is. And, um, and it, be certain- there, there are, there are pockets of, um, and mm-hmm. it's, it's been, it's been itself own self activated destruction. Um, and they, you know, what's happened to it is, is a, is a real sadness. It's been weaponized and, so you eliminate so many people who do not want to be part of the weaponization, and but the same things happen uh, to, to you know just television news in general. Television news has been so demoted that um, you know at one time when guys would have twenty three shares and twenty nine shares now have a less than one or a one point something, and it's all well, it's all changing and changing rapidly. I agree with you, but I can say you can almost go the same route with FM radio as well. It's no, no, absolutely. It's having the same problem. Absolutely. They've... You know, so it's it's equal thing on both sides. You know, I don't even listen to FM radio at all anymore. No. So I got, you know, uh, Spotify. You know, there's where I, my, I, you know my what? music goes now. I'll tell you something. I got a new motorcycle this year, and um, mm-hmm. I got Spotify put on the sound system for the motorcycle. And mm-hmm. it is, that's special. Uh, Kenny and I rode to Sturgis and back and the whole time it just changed and I'll go through a whole you know do Bob Dylan for 200 miles and then flip it over to something else and then then go to the Eagles and then because we were playing the Eagles before the show started and just go through that Spotify is amazing but I also have on my on my track I have XM and mm-hmm. I have you know I, I listen to the 40s sometimes I listen to you know bounce around and that may be part of it but that's not maybe even holding what's going to happen to all of these licensed in the in in you know for the public radio stations. What's going to happen? And I just you know, I just don't know. I no, mean, the I fact is, is they're they're less relevant. I mean, they really. But they've are, done so. in many ways. They've done it to themselves. I mean, have really, you know, they've they've done they broke and they destroyed, and now they're sitting there looking at each other and wondering, gee, why don't we have numbers? And uh, then there's a sh- then there's every once in a while something like the bird show shows up that just wow it's just refreshing it's great and the guys are you know they're unbridled and they're not political and they're just fun so that show works well, or worked I gotta say you know when Rush Limbaugh moved on he I mean I think that was the end of the AM radio well Limbaugh is such a unique person but I also tell people remember mm-hmm. this it was Mike Rosen when Rosen hit Denver. Uh, and he, you know, he worked, he well worked together. Mike was the first real true conservative voice that came on the air at KWBZ. And because mm-hmm. the rest of us, I mean, we were, you know, we're big, big libs, big lefties, you know, and um, Rosen, mm-hmm. Rosen walked right in, right in the middle of that. And, and that was, you know, pre-Limbaugh. And Limbaugh is mm-hmm. one, one of a kind. You can't put anybody up against Limbaugh. He's, he saved this business. Well- so here's the deal with Limbaugh. Wherever you went, you could find him. And that was, I mean, syndication. He, he was like XM Radio. So he, he was, was like sent, XM Radio. He was, no, he was sent, pick him up. Well, again, you know, here, you know who plays on it is, is uh, Roger Ailes, who later goes to his own destruction at Fox. But um, Ailes and the EIB, and they knew what they were doing. And he, he, they find this guy who truly is a diamond in the rough. There's nobody quite like him. I mean, we've had it before. Um, but even Stern, who used to say terrible things about Limbaugh, Stern never matched up uh, to the strength of Limbaugh. None of those guys did. I mean, Limbaugh, Limbaugh got it and taught a lot of people how to do it. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. 
I agree. And Stern, you know, look, he's become old. I mean, his, nah. it's an old hack. Yeah, I sure. mean, he's trying to shock people. I, no, you can't. I mean, and it's crude. Ra- I think he's crude yeah, radio. Yeah, I agree with you. And at a certain point, you just, it's disgusting. I didn't, you know, I, you've got I, to go to confession yeah. after you listen to him. Yeah, I was never I was never a Stern fan. I read his books and I uh, just didn't like him. Uh, but then, I, I mentioned this earlier, I did become friends with Imus and, uh, during the Ramses, and he would call and... They, he wouldn't call his producer would call and say don like to get you on for and then we we connected and you know maybe i was you know became part of his show but i would get off of my morning show at khow and i'd take a time out and i'd go and i'd you know get on the hotline and do imus and then we would talk mm-hmm. and he, he was mm-hmm. re- really a good guy i mean oh. i mean he took a lot of heat in the end but he was a radio guy and being a radio guy means right. something so hey good call man and, and you could you could get him on the radio anywhere too. He was the same oh, thing. Oh, well, he. I miss in the morning wherever him. you went. No, they syndicated. Yeah, so yeah. It was the same you, thing. You take care, man. Thanks. Good call. Thank you. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. One lines open. Ski season is in full swing, and I got a little bit of a cold. We were thinking about going this week, and I got another project to work on. The snow is great. Uh, my son and I skied last week. I got to tell you something. Like, like for this time of the year, it's over the moon. And when that's, of course, Winter Park, time to visit Larson Ski and Sport and get all your new gear for the season ready for some, get some fun going right now. I think my son's going up with a bunch of his pals this week. They're going to Breckenridge. I think they're going to Breckenridge. Take it from me. If you need any ski or snowboard gear, go to Larson Ski and Sport. John Marriott and those guys looking for a, a day or season rental. Larson's got the rentals available. Remember, with your kids or grandkids, make sure that they're going to do rentals because next year they're going to be, those boots are going to be too small. If you're looking for new ski boots, the people I watched, uh, Gary D and I were there, watched them ski, fit people's ski boots, and it was like, wow, I learned more about that. Larson's has the best fitting process in Colorado. The guys at Larson's will take time to get to know you, get to know your family, match you with all the right brands. You can enjoy your time on the hill. Larson's is convenient. Stop on your way up the hill or on your way home. So you're westbound on I-70, go to the Kipling exit, get off the Kipling exit, come down the ramp, make a left. Go underneath I-70, come out the other side, and you see the Crab Shack on the right, and Larson Ski and Sport, six days, seven days a week, seven days a week. John and the guys at Larson's, absolutely the experts, everything you need for winter sports. Stop today and tell them I sent you. It's Larson Ski and Sport, south of I-70 on Kipling, 303-423-0654, seven days a week, LarsonSport.com. To the phones we go. We go to Dave. Dave, you're on the radio show. Good morning. Good morning, Peter. I'm glad you're back. There so many times you were talking about a bunch of folks we had in common back in the day, and I didn't get a chance to talk to you back then, so thought I'd try this morning. So kind of a short, long way around. My brother, Frank, is the F in the FAF company. Oh, man. And he and I started uh, a production company together back in 82 or 3. And I had come off of three years of on-air country jock, and, you know, I'm I'm doing voiceover stuff, and we own the studio up in Fort Collins, and he brings in Lindsay English one there you day. Go. Lindsay, and, my man. Yeah. Oh, my God, did I just get humbled from oh, my... <laughs> set of pipes. And then after that, yeah, and then it was Bob Lee. Yep, my mentor. And honest to God, those two, I loved Bob Lee. Oh. Um, and just, just being around those guys in the studio doing what they do best was 
just unbelievable for me in the early days. So, well, Bob Lee uh, um, was my mentor, and I, I'm trying to write this stuff. And I, I, you know, we're we're both have had both alcoholics, both problems with alcohol, but he was he had been a top forty jock in Detroit, and and he was he was called Robert E. Lee. He called himself the Rock and Rebel. And WJBK Detroit, I know it like I know my own stories because I heard Bob tell them so many times. So we met Wolfman Jack, and Bob knew him. And um, Wolfman Jack's real name was Bob Smith. And they just, you know, and somehow they knew each other, maybe from L.A. or whatever it was, how those guys all operated. But Wolfman Jack came here to open um, a disco. They brought him in for that, that Hamden. It was like Hamden and I-25. And I'm a young kid breaking in with Bob, and I'm in love with the business. He said, "Hey, man, you want, you want to go meet Wolfman Jack?" I said, "Let's go." And um, and they but they knew guys, and and uh, he knew he knew Barry Gordy, he knew Stevie Wonder, he knew David Ruffin, he knew you know the, he knew the Wrecking Crew, he knew he knew he knew guys. I mean, it wasn't like um, you know somebody saying telling a story. Bob actually knew those guys. And there wasn't a nicer guy. Oh. You can see his smile, his yeah. just his his cat, his little laugh. Oh, he just great. Was the sweetest man. He was, you know, so, another Bob story. I was trying to write this, and it, um, Bob went through the scandals, and uh, they're they're the radio scandals that happened in the fifties on right. pay, Payola Plugola, which I think we have that coming again. But um, so I'm working with Bob, and I'm, you know just. To, breaking into business as a kid we had a hit show i didn't you know it was an amazing experience to go from like out of nowhere to i think we were number two in the market in six months and um this guy came in and he had a some restaurant or a bar some damn thing he was an advertiser and i never saw the omega again matt he'd get he'd get tight but he'd get quick and this guy said to play this record because they were advertised or something and it it harkened back to the you know the payola stuff and I don't know what to do. I'm sitting there, you know, watching it on a Saturday morning. We're, we're on the air. We work six mornings. And he came out from behind the console, and he went after that guy. And I'm trying to break up the fight because the guy was, like, trying to bribe him. And that's what those guys, that's what happened to um, all of those guys. And they were, they were on the take. And, the, you know, and the business went through an upheaval over that. And they didn't hold those. It's important. They didn't hold those hearings. The FCC did not hold those hearings. They were held in the Senate. They were Senate hearings. Yeah. And and that was about organized crime. And, what, and Bob was working. He was working in Detroit then. And, you know, and there was a lot of stuff going on. And there's a couple of books. There's a couple of books now out about it. Um, and there's one book came out a few years ago called Hitmen, H-I-T-M-E-N, about the business. And But Bob went through it. Well, they were awesome influences oh. in my life. Oh man, I'm still in the production business Good. after 40 years. Where, where, where's and your, where's your company? What are you doing? Um, I'm uh, out of Greeley now. Uh, bought my brother Frank out in 2000. He retired. He's down in Arizona. Tell me your last. Do, tell, tell me your last name. Bruin. B R U E N. Have we ever met? So, have we met? We have not. Okay. Um, met, met Lee Larson. Frank and I. Oh pitched, man. Uh, Pitched them back in the day on a syndicated thing we were wanting to do. And There's a guy. With Lindsay. There we um, Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah. I got Lindsay stories. <laughs> I, you know, Lindsay. Uh, oh, you do. Oh, man. 
And uh, and and Lindsay did when Bob and I were doing mornings. Lindsay did afternoons. Right. And um, so and and Roger Thompson and all those legends that you know and. Um, so Billy Ashford was the program director, and he was the night rider. And Billy had a he had a plaque on his wall, and it said, "Alan Freed died for your sins." True story, true story. And I mean, one, one last thing on the Fab Company. You know, I don't know if you ever knew them well. I know you and, knew them well. I yeah. know you and Ralph were yep. uh, tight. Yep. Or still, baby. He, yep, still he's see doing Ralph. Okay, but um, my understanding back in the day, it was still just the Kellys and Frank. Yep. Before they became the Fab Company, and they went out to California, and you know they were kind of smothers brothers like they were yep. doing dinner clubs and such. Remember the old Tigers Lair? Mm-hmm. Um, but they sat down with uh, who was the big uh, talent agency out in California back then? Was it MCI? I mean, it's hard to know. I don't know. I um, Ralph Achilles and I. I love Ralph Achilles. I think he's just yeah. funny man. He is a great guy. You know, I'm 20 years younger than Frank. So Frank left St. Louis, came to yeah. Colorado when yeah. I was about one year old. So I've known Ralph, or Ralph's known me since I was wow. a little kid. Um, and they, uh, anyway, so they went out to California. They sat down with the biggest agent out in the, in the country at the time. And and they started talking about, well, here's the deal. You're going to get 10% of this, and you got to do all this. And they took a break, looked at each other, and said, let's get the hell out of yeah. here and go back to Colorado. Oh, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they, I think they could have been the next Smothers Brothers. Well, he's, he's working cruise boats now. The last time I saw him, we I, I, I'm not any good, but I can plunk a little bit. Yeah. And he, We had a band. It was Jake Jabs, Ralph Achilles, uh, Bo Cottrell, I forget. And then this other guy, his wife, and I brought his wife. She could... She could kill it, and they're looking at like, well, who's? Then all of a sudden, she opened up, and Achilles was working cruise ships, and he uh, was. You know, he was. I mean, the Ralph Achilles stories. We can go on for three years. Love the call, man. Be safe. Thank you so much. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Um, coming up, the Minnows will be here, and you know, I always said, you know, the best show in the city was was Wild Wild Birds Unlimited. Everybody sings the tune, and. So they've ended, they've ended the show, and I thought, these guys need to sit here and just tell stories and laugh and scratch. And then Mark Thompson, this will be really good, Don't Bump the Record, My Adventures with Mark and Brian. And these are legendary disc jockeys. So I thought, well, we'll make it a radio morning. And so what has happened to radio? What do you think? What do you listen to? What is your day like listening to radio? And is it radio as important? And like I said, we grew up, it was... I remember Don McNeil's Breakfast Club, and I remember marching on my little bitty table, man. The rental, my dad was wearing a rental, those three-stack rentals, and my grandma, my mom. And then, you know, never thinking I could ever get into this business, but listening, growing up on Porky Chadwick, the daddy-o of the radio, the boss hoss, your platter pushing papa, you're blowing wonder with your record thunder, huh? And we went, we're going to get a chance to get Dr. Daddy-o, and Daddy-o's done a book, Jimmy Walker. And um, this through Brother Jeff. And Daddy-O, uh, uh, Daddy-O's got a book out now. And we got to get Daddy here. It was at Radio in My Soul, Dr. Daddy-O. Live and in living color. What color am I coming through to you, Dr. Daddy-O? So we'll get Daddy-O to do it, too. And Jimmy's a good man. Cowboy Moving and Storage. Recommend a mover. Go to thecowboymoving.com. Look at the website. 
There's 1,300 reviews, very positive, a Google rating of 4.9. It's unheard of customer reviews. Now, you got to move stuff. And family-owned and operated by the same family since 68, I say this all the time, I go in to see him the first time. Greg Eisenhower takes me in. He's got a tank shifter motorcycle. It's a 47 Indian. It's sitting in this guy's office. And he said, Peter, I said, it's a 47 Indian tank. And that tells you these people. Cowboy moving, load and hold. This is the thing that I really, really, really like. Basically, you're moving in a new office, new residence. But you got to leave your current location before the new place is available. This is a storage service for you. They're load and hold trailers. So they come, load your stuff up put it in a very warm, dry place for longer, short-term storage, and you wait. And when you're ready to go, then they deliver. So there it is, A to B, if you need to move a piano, if you, whatever you want. Cowboy, the recommended mover, the guys who do the work, from, and I worked with them when they moved us, and it was like they're running the ground. Cowboy's recommended mover since 1968. Donate a portion of every move to Freedom Service Dogs, cowboymoving.com, but call them. Estimates are there on anything, 303 They'll come give you the estimate. 303-789-2200. It's a Saturday morning, everyone. We're going to play it. Listen, here it is. We were singing this the other day. Curtis Mayfield. And I was singing this in the radio station. Back sunroof top for Brother Jeff this morning. And uh, Geronimo unfounded, man. They said, we're going to put this on your bumper, man. Diamond in the back, sun rooftop. 710, KNUS, 10 before the hour. Blake Gallagher got the con. 30 the high today. We're going to get some uh, some snow tomorrow. Um, and then the minnows are here. And then we'll go to L.A. and uh, talk radio. When things break and it doesn't work right, call my friend Brad Apple at Time Plumbing, Heating, and Electric for all your service needs. The best, easy-to-remember number for all your needs, 303 Plumber, Denver Natives, Brad and Judy Apple, own Time Plumbing, Heating, and Electric, have licensed this since 1983. If your furnace is getting old and it's not heating like it used to, you'll find out again, right? It is a special place. Time Plumbing, Heating, and Electric has a blowout special. Furnace replacements this month for 2000 bucks off their standard pricing for a Reamer Carrier Furnace Replacement. They offer financing starting at 62 bucks a month, and they recycle your old furnace. Simply dial their easy-to-remember number, 303 Plumber, and mentioned Peter Boyle's Furnace Special. Get two G's off a furnace replacement this month. These are special folks, hardworking. They do it right. Time, plumbing, heating, and electric. 303 Plumber. 303 Plumber. Go to 303plumber.com. All right, we're going to go to the phones. Uh, Ralph, you're on a radio show, and we got some text to read. Thanks, Ralph. Good morning. Yeah, I just wondered your opinion and what kind of influence that Paul Harvey had. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, wow. I had a bit of a comment, too, on his newscast. Well, go ahead, please. No, you know, he would say things like, I, I never forget, it's a, it's a tsunami now, what's happening in the south, south of the border, but he would call them sneak-ins. Yeah. And he, and he had words like that, and then he would have some grunts and groans on something he didn't <laughs> like. But uh, I just remember listening to him growing up <laughs> as a kid at 12 o'clock. His tag out, he was always on at noon. His tag out was, and he would lift his voice, good day, and he'd get off the, and yeah. Um, yeah. He, was, he was a ratings getter because people like you and I knew who he was, and he was on at noon. And uh, yeah. when, I, when I worked at BZ for John Mullins, when I first met Alan, we ran him at noon, 
and he would he would always get you know he'd get your numbers. Uh, you know, and now I think no one knows who he is, but this is a good call. Yeah, I just wanted to chirp that in there about Paul Harvey. Yeah, Paul, Paul Harvey. Yeah, I mean he and his son when when Paul Pride didn't. Yeah, he couldn't hold it. You know, lots oh, of times yeah. you see that happening where, you know, the old man goes and the kid thinks he's going to do the job and um, it just didn't pull in. But no, it's a yeah. it's 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 a different time, isn't it, for all of that stuff? Wow. Yeah, I don't know if Paul Harvey could make it now. Maybe maybe you know, the, you know the, the, and again with everything that's happened, and there is a movement. You know, if you read the trades, to return to what once did work, and until syndication came along until groups came along and bought up you know every radio station in the market they could buy and hold and it started the demise i believe of radio and then talk itself gets weaponized and people just pull away from it it's they they don't want to hear they don't want to get lied to they don't want to get conned they just don't want to get run on and they've kind of left yeah. it and so i don't know everything has a cycle as you know to life there's always a cycle Got that right. Well, anyway, thanks. Thank you. Very kind. Thank you. Uh, A couple things to read. Um, This one says, and today, here it is. Hey, Pete, um, wish we had time to call. I'm from the very southeastern corner of the state above Oklahoma Panhandle. Grew up listening to your truly KOMA, Oklahoma City. There you go. Uh, 1520 AM rock and roll in the 60s. Moved to Denver for college. Listened to country on KLZ. And rock and roll on Kim found you during the '90s in the John Bonet. Today, after finding you again on 710 KNUS after Z Radio, I mostly listen to talk, but switched to Legends AM. Oldies on 810 AM when Gorka is on. Uh, here's one: Paul Harvey was on at noon. We talked about that. And three, I didn't forgot that he was on at three before and after Rush. Okay. Uh, Chris Wallace is no Mike Wallace. Okay. And there we go. So. Pull up to we got what's time? How much time we got? We're going to do this. Um, would you light these guys up, and then we'll take them to, to, to the turnaround. And come back. How many years? Uh, Scott and Dave Minow are here, and I'm like this big fan of these guys. How many years do you guys do radio in Denver? Good morning, Peter. Yes, <laughs> Thank you. Good to be here. We about thirty years. Yeah, wow. off and on in uh, various capacities. Whether it was five ten minutes shot uh-huh. in a garden show, yeah. or our own two hour show on uh, KLZ. When you put all those together, we were we did a good show for about uh, sixteen months. Did you? <laughs> like yeah. Out of that, it's like that. I've been on more radio stations than Conrad. Um, <laughs> quickly name the call letters that you worked on, then we'll turn around and come back and we'll oh, do the Lordy. show. What, what'd you work? Call letters might be tough. KLAK, or KBZW. There's so far we're KTOK. KEZW for a while, right? You worked at KOA, I know that. KHOW. Yeah. You worked at KHO. Uh, KLAK. Get Clack. Yeah. Uh, 760, whatever it was whatever, called now, at that time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. As soon as they caught on, we had to move onto another <laughs> station. Uh, yeah, there was a plan to this. <laughs> you know, it was for marketing. Marketing <laughs> Wild Birds Unlimited. So uh, Bird Talk would market uh, Wild Birds Unlimited. And I thought, well, you know, what we'll do is we'll capture an audience in two years. And then we'll move to another That's station. Right. And move also, to another station. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, 23 years ago, 
we were at KNUS. Right. And for two years. And yeah. then we where, went. Where, where was the building then? We were, where were we? Were we? Uh, were you out of Morrison Road or were you? No. No, we were here. Huh? It was here. Yeah. yeah, it was here. It was here. Yeah. And then uh, then uh, 13 years ago, we came back here and huh. just stayed because uh, they treated us so well. This is for real, you guys. Uh, when We'll talk about it. But now, the Wild Birds Unlimited. I always say this about radio. Yeah, radio is like, in some ways, like baseball. Uh, you're in a lineup. And your leadoff, the guy who bats cleanup allegedly is your leadoff hitter to try and set the standard. And we always said, you're only as good as the guy ahead of you and the guy behind you. And when I had the chance to come back on Saturday and you guys were behind me, I want to say that to you. That was made me feel good because I love the show. And I would leave here, get in my truck, and turn you guys on. So, well, thank you. No, that's true. And we I've always listened. thought Peter was our opening act. I yeah. was. No, you're, <laughs> you were always uh, the uh, brilliant spot on the radio. That's right. And oh, yeah. for you to say that is just No, it's uh, all true. It's I, I, let's do so this. Nice. All right, so we're going to do a turnaround. I, I miss the bird guys very, very much. And we'll talk about why they're off the air. 30 will be the high. They didn't do anything I did. 32, tomorrow we get a little snow Sunday and back on work Monday. Uh, and then following at 11, and I'm really looking forward to this, although I don't have the book. It's called Don't Bump the Record, Kid, My Adventures with Mark and Brian. And these guys are legendary team radio. Mark Thompson's on with us. We'll do it twice, once after I get the book and once now just to tell stories. So Saturday morning, cloudy and 30. We come back with the best in the West. 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 